Welcome back to another episode of Sportscape. I'm Brody. Today we're going to be going over some college football. I'm going to be doing my preseason top 10 as things stand right now. Um, there's been a lot of changes, a lot of players left for the draft, and a lot of teams are losing their quarterbacks. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rankings actually turn out. But this, as of right now, is how I would picture it. Starting from the top at number one, I have got Oklahoma. Um, They're returning their quarterback, Spencer Rattler. Um, Arguably the best quarterback in college football, about a fourth of the country's projecting him to be the number one overall pick. Um, You got, like, Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, Cave on the Dobo, and then like 25% that's just like some other guys. Um, but I think he's, you could definitely argue that he is the best quarterback in college football. You got some receivers that you're coming back. Marvin Mims, obviously, uh, you got a pretty solid looking offensive line. Um, and so it's looking pretty good for the offense and the defense. I mean, they're a Big Ten, Big Twelve team, so not too much on the defensive side of the ball, but um, they still look pretty solid all around. And I really see no reason why they can't be the number one overall pick. So that's where I've got them. At number two, I have the Clemson Tigers. Um. Yes, they lost Trevor Lawrence. They also lost Travis Etienne. But you're bringing in DJ Ugalele, if that's how you pronounce the name. I'll just call him DJ for now. But he had experience. He played two full games last year. Um, and one of those games was probably one of the best games of the year in college football. And you're keeping your receivers, you're keeping, or not all your receivers, you're losing Amari Rogers and Cornell Powell, but you're keeping Justin Ross, who is one of the best receivers in all of college football. You're keeping a decent amount of your offensive line. I mean, you lost Jackson Carmen, but other than that, it's still remaining pretty solid. And then on the defense, Cornerbacks you managed to keep with guys like Darion Kendrick. Um, and that, I think, is a big thing for their defense. Being able to keep those guys, and you've also got a bunch of other big names on the defense as well. So this team, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out with all the big losses. But I do think they'll be able to definitely, they'll definitely be in competition for it at the very least. Um, but I do think they probably will end up into the college football playoff. At number three, I've got the Alabama Crimson Tide. They have lost pretty much their entire offense when you really look at it. I mean, Mac Jones, he's gone. Uh, Najee Harris is gone. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith are both gone. 
Alex Leatherwood is gone. Your offensive line took a big hit. Alex Leatherwood, Landon Dickerson gone too. Deontay Brown on the offensive line. Uh, and then on the defense, you're losing guys like Christian Barmore. So, I just can't put Alabama much higher than number three here. I just see Oklahoma and Clemson as much better teams returning a lot more players. And so, that's where I'm going to put them. At uh, number four, I've got a team I think is going to be great this year. And that is the Georgia Bulldogs. They're bringing back their quarterback, JT Daniels. Um, They had like a quarterback carousel last year until they finally found JT Daniels, who's finally fitting in that offense. Bringing back Samir White at running back, George Pickens over on the receiving court. And your defense is definitely still back in there. Yeah, it says George Pickens is currently on the injured reserve, but he should definitely be healthy by the season. Um, and you've got one of the best coaches in college football, too. Um, and so, I mean, not the best coach, Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, they probably take the title of the top two coaches in college football. Um, but this team is really talented. They're keeping a lot of their offensive linemen you added some freshman depth to it. Um, and so this is definitely going to be an exciting team to watch because uh, I think this team could go as far as to win the national championship. Um, but I guess I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, but, yeah, I really like Georgia here. And I've got them at number four. Now moving on to the teams that didn't quite make the top four, which is the college football playoff, but teams I think definitely could still make it because they're in the top ten and top ten. If you're a top ten team, you're a really good team. Uh, but at number five, I've got the Ohio State Buckeyes. They did lose a lot. I mean, a lot of people are talking about how they lost Trey Sermon, but in my eyes, that's not a massive loss because you'd still have Master Teague, who I think was your starting running back last year, if I'm not wrong. Um, So it's definitely not as big of a loss as everybody is talking about because Trey Sermon took over later in the year. But you still got Master Teague, who should be more than an all-right running back. Um, They've got some freshman quarterbacks. I think their entire depth chart is either freshman or redshirt freshman. Um, so, yeah, you got C.J. Stroud, redshirt freshman at starter. Kyle McCord, true freshman at um, backup. And then Jack Miller, redshirt freshman at third string. So you've got a lot of young quarterbacks there. Um, but the reason I think these young quarterbacks are going to succeed is because you got Garrett Wilson coming back, Chris Olave coming back, and then Jeremy Rucker coming back. I think that's one of the best receiving cores in college football, especially that you got one of the best tight ends, I would think, in college football. And young quarterbacks love to throw to those tight ends. So they're definitely a 
big time team. I would not be surprised to see this team in the top four at the end of the season, but we'll have to wait and see on it. Their offensive line looks pretty good. They've got seven banks in the secondary who's projected to be one of the best corners in college football. And so this team overall looks very good. And I've got them ranked here at number five. At number six is a team I personally am really high on. And that is the Iowa State Cyclones. They're a very experienced team. A lot of seniors, redshirt juniors, juniors, um, sophomores. I don't really think they have a single freshman in their starting lineup. Um, You got Brock Purdy at quarterback, senior. Brees Hall, one of the best running backs in college football. Your offensive line is very experienced. You got a lot of redshirt seniors and redshirt sophomores. That's actually what your entire offensive line is made up out of. Um, At tight end, you got Charlie Kohler, who's also a very good tight end, one of the best in college football, I think, as well. Um, Your defense looks pretty solid. You're retaining a lot of players on that side of the ball. I can't really think of a single Iowa State player that got drafted last year. So that tells me they're returning a lot of guys, and a lot of times experienced teams can be really good teams. Like we saw with LSU um, last year, they were an inexperienced team. Half the players had really never played in college football before, and they fell apart because LSU lost almost their entire team in round one of the draft last year, Um, and especially when you factor in the rest of the draft. And so I think Iowa State can be a very dangerous team this year. Um, Like I said, I personally am very high on them because I like this team. They're experienced. They know what they're doing. They're a very good team. Um, And so they are my number six team here. At number seven, I've got the Oregon Ducks. Here, Uh, They were a team that had a – Bit of a down year last year. Uh, Justin Herbert left, and they were kind of up and down. They ended up winning Pac-12, but if I'm not wrong, it was a game they weren't even supposed to be in, but ended up in anyways. Um, that quarterback, you got Anthony Brown, uh, CJ Verdell at running back. Your receiving cores look pretty good. Uh, Jalen Red, John Johnson, Micah Pittman. Not Michael Pittman, but Micah Pittman. Uh, your offensive line looks like it's got a lot of redshirt juniors on it. Um, but overall, it looks like a very good offense on the defense. You've got the best defensive player in college football, Kayvon Thadobo, on the edge. Um, you've got definitely a lot of talented guys out there. You're losing, I think, one of your safeties, um, Javon Holland. But they play with a BS and an FS. I don't know what a BS is. I know. I mean, there's really not in football. There's really not too many like strong safety, free safety type defenses anymore. It's kind of just two safeties. I don't really think teams really pay attention to that anymore. Uh, but anyways, 
this is definitely a very solid team, definitely a well-rounded team, pretty balanced in terms of running the ball, passing the ball, and the defense, the pass rush, and the secondary. Oh, I like this team a lot. Um, I think they can definitely find their way into the top seven. I think a lot of people aren't necessarily that high on this team, but I I like them. I'm going to put them here at number seven. At number eight, I've got a team that was a pretty decent surprise last year. Um, a team that a lot of people argued to put have put in the college football playoff, but they did not get in, and it's not Texas A&M. It's Cincinnati, the whatever, not Bengals, the Bearcats. That's what it is. I forgot about their mascot for a second, but a quarterback, you're bringing back Desmond Ritter, a guy who's probably going to be end up being a first-round pick at the end of the year. Uh, your receiving core, you're, looks like you're bringing back a decent amount of those guys. Your offensive line, it's pretty experienced, a lot of guys. Um, your defense looks pretty good. A lot of – looks like you got a pretty good secondary coming back. Um, a decently young um, – Decently young second team. Your um, your starters are actually definitely a very experienced squad, but overall, I think this team can end up maybe doing. I don't think actually. I don't really think they'll do much better than how they did. I don't see them getting into the college football playoff, but I do see Desmond Ritter having a good year, which I think is going to help him a lot. Uh, draft wise, I think he will end up being first round pick at the end of the day. You're really not losing too many guys, which is a big thing for them. Because if you want to do just as well as you did last year, you want to make sure that you've got the talent to do it. Uh, it looks like, I mean, yeah, they lost a couple of tackles, but it doesn't, they lost actually a decent amount of tackles. Um, not tackles, but offensive linemen, two tackles at center. But in my opinion, it won't be too big of a loss when you've got some other experienced good tackles there so I think this is definitely a top team I've got them at number nine or not number nine number seven I don't know why I said not number seven number eight I said nine seven it was number eight um and so Oregon there at number eight for me at number nine here I've got Texas A&M team that finished I think number five was it last year a lot of people were unhappy about it because I think they easily could have gotten in over Notre Dame um, a lot of people were more unhappy about Ohio State only playing six games and getting in but I mean Ohio State showed that they deserved to be there when they destroyed Clemson in the first round um, but this is a team losing their quarterback Kellen Mond is no more in Texas A&M. You're also losing a lot of your offensive line, two tackles, a guard, and a center. It was a big loss, but I think that, yeah, you've got a really young offensive line, a lot of sophomores, some freshmen. 
and then a couple of juniors. So your offensive line, it's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's unimpressive, but it could definitely be better. Isaiah Spiller, though, is a good running back. He should do well. Your defense, you got DeMarvin Leal, I think. I know Sackle. Um, and then you've got some, you got a pretty good pass rush. Um, overall, it's definitely a very good pass rush, but the secondary is a very young one. A lot of sophomores, freshmen. So it's going to be, it's going to be about how the team overall plays, whether they actually show to be, you know, whether the experienced players step up or the inexperienced players step up and the experienced players, how good will they be? Um, Your quarterback, King Haynes, the redshirt freshman, still a question mark as to how he will play. Um, But I guess we will see about this. I guess we'll see about this whole team. So I'm they're definitely a big question mark in my opinion. Um I've got them here at number nine. And finally at number ten, I have the LSU Tigers, although this was a big toss-up for me. I was debating between LSU, Notre Dame, Indiana. I didn't put Notre Dame here just because they had lost so many players. Um, Ian Book is gone. Almost all of your offensive line is gone. Um, Jeremiah Uwusu-Koromoa, who's your best defensive player, is gone. And then Indiana, I just thought if you match these two teams up, LSU would certainly have been the winner. And so I have the LSU Tigers here at number 10. At your quarterback, you've, you're going to be returning a quarterback no matter who it is, whether it's Max, Max Johnson or Miles Brennan. They both played last year. Um, like I said, you had a lot of inexperienced freshmen last year. Those guys, they're all experienced now. They're all sophomores. Kayshawn Boudet, um, Koi Moore, the two receivers, those guys should be getting more playing time. Your tight end, Cole Taylor, should be getting some more playing time. Or not more playing time, but more experienced. Um, you're, you got Derek Stingley at corner. One of the best players in college football, certainly the best corner. Um, in my opinion, I think I had him in my mock draft as like what, like the third overall pick or something. Um, but this is a defense that I really like. Um, I also really like the offense. I think the receiving core is going to be a lot better than what people would expect it to be. Your offensive line, I'm not a hundred percent sure on it, but I mean, you're keeping a lot of you're keeping your guards, um, your tackles look to be decently experienced, so. I do think this could be a very good team. I've got them at number 10. They really didn't lose too much. I mean, they lost Mar Chase, but Chase didn't really, Chase didn't even play last year. Um, You're losing Drill Cox, Terrace Marshall, 
and that's pretty much it. So this is a team retaining a lot of players on, especially on the defense. Um, I don't think they lost. They lost one or no two. They lost Jabril Cox and Jacoby Stevens, but your secondary should be fine. If you got a guy like Derek Stingley back there, it's really never too big of a loss. Um, and overall, I think this is a very good LSU team. Like I said, I debated some other teams here, but in my opinion, none of them were able to beat out LSU. So that's all that I've got for today. Hope you enjoyed listening to my preseason top 10 college football rankings. I, If you want me to, I can finish the rest of it. Um, it was just a little too big to do all in one part. But that was my top 10. And so I will see you soon for another episode.